Welcome to Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. That's called Both Down. I don't care what anyone else is saying. I don't care who you listen to. We're the number one and the best Both Down. And I'm your host, Scott Prime, and with me today, that was Steve, also known as Kilowage. Oh, God, is that going to stick? It, it might stick. Oh, God. It's becoming slang enough that you, instead of being known as Kilowag 2814, uh, you're going to be known as Kilowage. Yeah, I, I can accept that, I guess. <laughs> I really would like to get rid of the numbers at the end of my name, but it's way too late now. You don't like being a number? No. I had to start doing that when I first got AOL in, like, 93. You had to have a number at your end of your name. Oh, you had to? Yeah. Oh, well. That's how it was. Tangent. So, uh, just saying. Right. So how's it been going? It's going pretty good. It's a uh, late night here tonight in Oklahoma. And, yeah, it's not uh, too bad. I'm sunburnt and tired from a trip to the zoo. Wow. Where I saw a lot of wild animals. Some were really stupidity. Stupid? Some were loners. <laughs> this is so stupid. Did they have claws? Some of them had claws. And, Did and any they, of them have two heads? Uh, not that I saw, but I saw some little tiny, like, bearded dragon heads sticking out of little eggs. Oh, cool. And that was actually very entertaining for the kids and stuff. So, uh, done any Blood Bowl stuff lately, Steve? No, I just got done being on Slipcast again. I, and I, I heard. Yeah, it's the pretty crappy quality, and I apologize to people that listen to that. Well, so if you want to catch Steve and hear him play some Go For It. Go For It. Over on Slurpcast, you can catch him there. And um, I've been working on the North American Team Championship website. I noticed that. They finally got a website up, and you've been helping with that. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who put it up. Or nice. did all the work on it. So if you have any comments, good or bad, yeah, or suggestions, let Steve I know. really don't know what I'm doing. I can, I can sort of do it, and it looks fine, but I can always take suggestions. Awesome. But yeah, it's NorthAmericanTeamChampionships.com. Dot com. Right. Not Yahoo. No. <laughs> uh, I haven't, I've been playing some Blood Bowl online. Of course, I've been Fumble. playing some Fumble. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to say that my, um, for the love of the game, that's a league ran by Extreme over from Zerpcast. It is a league where you take like an all zombie team or... There's like a team called Thriller where you take the were- one werewolf and you have all zombies. It's nice. It's like playing some really basic races, yeah. all halflings. Kind of like and, a stunty league, sort of. Yeah, kind of. You can have a cast dwarf team with the Minotaur and all okay. hobgoblins. You know, it's, it's, you're taking your sk- big skill players out usually. Um, like your Sterling, uh, Sterling Long Pigs. Yeah, they'd be great for that league because there's a vampire team with. One vampire or none, and then okay. all thralls. But I'm proud to say that I thought my team would never win a game. I've actually <laughs> played in the Heart Cup 2, and I've won my division because wow. I've won all my games. And what and team I'm, is this? This is a the Thriller team. I have one werewolf and a bunch of zombies, and they are horrible. What's the name? We are the Grimwood Wolfpack. Okay. And... um I just thought of the zombies being a pack of zombies, and since I have a wolf, it makes sense. And uh, you know, I scoured the the land landscape and came up. You know, there was an area called Grimwood in that area of Sylvania and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I have a little wolf that was raised by zombies, and so they <laughs> adopted him as his own. That's kind of weird because whenever he eats people, they turn into werewolves, right? I don't. Think and when that zombies makes... eat people, they turn into zombies. Well, my team doesn't kill anybody to eat them or <laughs> okay. turn them, so it doesn't matter. But 
I've thrown some passes and caught some balls with some zombies. Wow. I've uh, picked up the ball and handed off to score. I, I've had some great fun games and just a quick shout out to some good sports. Uh, Tom, known as uh, Dark Orc 20, and uh, Jeff, known as Zoot Suit Jeff online. Uh, we've had some fun little games in that league. Those guys are a great bunch of guys. they uh real friendly because everybody knows that you're playing crappy teams and yeah. anything can happen and stuff. I also played, uh, remember Brian Harmon that we mm-hmm. met, B- BCH? Played him. We had a great fun time. So that's where I've been getting my Blood Bowl in lately is playing leagues on Fumble. So Good. So um, I guess now we can uh, go into what's, what we have in store for today's episode. What you do ready? we have? You ready break. for this? Sure. Give us a breakdown. We got a new segment. It's called Star Player Review. Sounds stupid. Let's not do it. Why? No, okay. It's already done. No, it's not. Not yet. But the, I've, I've done my homework. So we have oh, Star, okay. Pl- Star Player Review. That is a uh, quick segment where we take old star players and, and we kind of bring them bring into them. the current edition of Blood Bowl, or at yeah. least our thoughts on that. Uh, we got house rules. We're going to feature the NIT. I'll tell you more about that when we get to that segment. The Necromancers Invitational Tournament. That's right. And then we got a special interview. In Behind the Fluff? In Behind the Fluff with a coach from the DBBL. That's the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. Very Sounds special like interview. So, and then of course we're going to come back at the end, and we got some shout outs and stuff, and just to talk to whatever else we want to talk about. But first, first things first, we did have a contest last month, a special Dungeon Bowl episode. Dungeon and, Bowl, yes, that, and uh, Dungeon Bowl. We asked people to send in Dungeon Bowl related materials. Dungeon Bowl, just kind of anything that was related. <laughs> I'm going to say we didn't get too many responses because... You people are weak. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Blood Bowl community. It might have been that we didn't you make guys it are all gonna, clear. You're going to see me at Cast Cup and you're going to go, well, listen here, fatty, let me tell you something. But let me tell you something. Speak up. You would be surprised of how many people don't participate. So yeah. if you sit there and on your computer and you think, I'm not going to participate because there's going to be 400 people, that's not true. Right. So you need to turn in your stuff. When we have contests, so you can win cool things, like a free Dungeon Bowl game. Yeah, but we did have... But we had an awesome one. We had some good entries. We had one that was clearly heads and shoulders above the rest. Yeah, this guy, want, I want him to write me some uh, team yeah. background fiction for my own teams. Keith Vandenberg from Quebec, he actually wrote us a nice little story, little vignette of a player, mm. and... What are you mmming vignette? Mm. It's not vinegar. Oh. It's not food. Dungeon Bowl. Dungeon Bowl, indeed. And his first language isn't even English. And he wrote better than we could. Oh, he definitely is, wrote better than which me. Which is kind of really sad. We're going to be doing something a little bit different. Since he did write it, we are a podcast, we're not a magazine. So we don't really want to force people to go to our website. Which we want you to go to the website, but we don't want to force you to go to the website. So I actually recorded... It's it's getting hard for me not to say you can't read this episode, but I won't say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I actually recorded myself reading it, and not only did he do a nice little quick story, but he also did three Did You Knows. Which were awesome as well. That, Very I cool. mean, a lot of work into this. this. He put a lot of work into it. He Ooh. even made it look nice in the PDF. I mean, he did great. And yeah. Even after he sent it in, he's like, oh, wait, I did, had a couple of things wrong, so he sent in a better version. <sighs> I like how he's apologizing on how good it is. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's it's really good, but it's not good enough. So let me do it better. Yep. So 
So what we're going to do? Thank you, Keith. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very much. Thank you. Great. Great job. But what we're going to do is we're going to play myself reading the actual story and give me some breaks. I'm not an actor, so just as good as you get. Play that. Then we're going to go into commercials, then go to the next segments. And throughout the rest of the show, we'll drop in the rest of the Did You Knows. That's great. And so, we don't care how you sound. We're I know. fine. We're ginger badges. Ginger yes. badges don't care. Ginger badges don't care. All right. Uh, well, that's going to get so old. <laughs> let's get to this uh, this clip of this uh, the, the Dungeon Bowl winner. Okay. And uh, then we'll come back with our first segment, which is Star Bar Review. Droger Frostbeard sat alone in the dim locker room, waiting for the signal. He anxiously taped his hands for the third time. The silence was oppressing, a far cry from the mad cheering of raving Blood Bowl fans he was used to. Those days were long gone. The reclusive wizards preferred to watch the matches from afar in cabal vision. The dwarf sighed, staring absent-mindedly at the swirling colors of the glimmering portal in the middle of the room. He rubbed his bad knee, contemplating the events that had brought him here. Droger was born in the dwarven-fortified city of Quebec. His father, a simple miner, passed on to him his passion for Blood Bowl. The game was a veritable religion in the old world, and almost every sentient race had their teams. Droger grew up cheering for all the dwarf teams and dreamt of someday playing for one of them. He trained hard for years, and when he finally came of age, he was drafted by the local team, the Crimson and Gold. He soon proved to be an avid learner and a formidable blitzer. Before long, he was promoted to the starting lineup. His ferociousness earned him the nickname Fierce Boar for his ability to psych himself up and run over his adversaries no matter what their size. He was given the prestigious position of Troll Slayer and the mission to block the opponent's strongest players. For a couple of years, he did just that. He was a fan favorite of the Quebec Crimson and Gold. The team had their fair shares of victories traveling from venue to venue to face off against teams of, amongst others, humans, elves, orcs, the living dead, and even the puny halflings. So much for competitive balance, but hey, you've got to admire their courage. Just remember to stay clear of the tree men. Still, despite all his success, Droger longed to join one of the elite teams that would enable him to participate in the major tournaments, namely the Chaos Cup and the famous Blood Bowl. On the eve of his big break, the temerity that brought him to fame proved his undoing. Recruiters for the Dwarf Giants came to see the Crimson and Gold play some random goblin team. Easy enough, right? Maybe Droger overdid it or simply underestimated the buggers. Whatever the case, a fanatic with a ball and chain got a lucky shot and smashed his right knee. Cheating little bastard. The apothecary came in and managed to save his leg, but he couldn't prevent the niggling injury that plagues him to this day. He was missing an action for the rest of the season. Of course, he was never recruited by the Dwarf Giants, or any other team for that matter. The crimson and gold replaced him fast enough, and he was cut from the team. A handshake and a thank you was what he got for all his sweat and blood. His career and his life were over. Crash and burn. There was no way in heck he would work the mines after being fierce boar the troll slayer. 
After a few months of feeling sorry for himself and drowning his sorrows in cheap beer, he met an uncanny fellow in a sparkling robe who made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Not that it would earn him a lot of gold crowns, but he would get the opportunity to prove to all that he was still a star. Blood Bowl, played in a deadly dungeon, was what the magic user explained. You'll join the Bright Wizards College Dawnbringers to challenge other colleges' multiracial teams. One last chance at fame. Glory or death. A bell chimed. Droger flexed his muscles and swore to himself that never again he would be the last one in. He growled furiously as he stepped onto the teleporter and disappeared. Fierce Boar was back in the game. Hello, I'm Roxana Darknail, Blood Bowl star player, and you're listening to Both Down with Steve and Scott. Coming up next, Star Player Review. Well, as we heard Roxana say, this is now time for Star Player Reviews. It is a new segment, and what actually we're doing is each one of us are taking an old star player, choosing whichever one we want from the old books or From fluff. second edition, mostly. Mostly, yeah. I don't know where else, but I guess we could go back to first or wherever. But okay. we're just picking an old star player. And then we're going to give you guys an idea of what they used to be, different skills and everything, explain what they used to have. And then we're going to tell you how they could be brought into the new rules. Not only how they could be brought in, but how we think they should be brought in. Because it kind of, if you look at the old rules, you can pretty much assume how they should come in, but I don't think those are right. Well, there's some of the old rules. Um, we're they gonna get they kind of correlate to the new rules, but they kind of don't. So there's things that they might have had tackle, and they could have tackle again, but it just was a little, you know, it was used in a different well, way. Well, like the old rules, tentacles gave a player tackle. It wasn't right. something that, you know, held the guy fast and okay. you know kept him there from not moving, so... Some of the skills have changed. I mean, yeah, uh, robotic arms automatically gave a guy. Uh, that was an actually old mutation. You could have like robotic arms. That's cool. Just like you could have robotic legs, if I remember correctly, and it automatically gave you mighty blow. Oh, okay. So, well, let's go ahead and get into this. Which star player did you choose? Um, I chose a star player that, and and before we start, let me say something. Looking back, we played star players wrong when we played our when we got our star player book. You Why know, is that? We saw these star players in the back of the book, and instead of just accepting that, like, the the Reekland Reavers or the Gouge Die had six star players, and that's all they had, and then, like, the Dwarf Giants had four or five, we thought everybody deserves star player skills. So we just had, like, for example, you know, Dwarf Giants had their, their skilled players, their star players, and yeah. then... We went just down the rest of the roster saying, oh, well, number six needs some skills, and we randomized that and got oh, some okay. skills. okay, so you had star players, but also you're just regular players. You gave star player points, points to. to, right. Because and as we, such, they got skills. Right. Um, so, and, yeah, that's a little different. And like I said, when I look back on our 16-week, uh, 40-team season, a lot of teams got remade several times because we jumped in, played a few weeks, and then went, oh, we're doing that wrong. We're yeah. supposed to earn up to those star player points. So. Always helps to read the rules. But we were in junior high and going into high school and not chasing girls. So all we did was play Blood Bowl. Sure. So um, looking back, you know, 
it's hard for me to look back at these star players and go, man, this guy had good skills because I look at him and go, I remember player A being so much better than this guy. Yeah, because to be good. if you had an actual thrower and then you gave him three skills of your choice, right. you could make him better than what an actual star player was. Correct. So, anyways, getting back to who I picked. I picked Wither Grass Double Drool. He was the, and a lot of you guys might see this miniature on eBay and stuff. He has the tentacles, he has the two heads, and kind of like the goat legs. He was a star player for the Middenheim Marauders, and he's a perfect example of a player that I thought was horrible because we rolled up the rest of the roster for the Middenheim Marauders, and they yeah. were Chaos Human. We deferred that they were Chaos Human in the old, uh, because, you know, Chaos Humans could have mutations and stuff with right. their linemen. So we, if this guy had mutations, it must be Chaos Human. So they're Chaos Humans, and so many players were better than this guy. <laughs> so we're like, this is a shitty star player, and he's horrible. But anyways, this guy, his old stats, and I'll try to convert these over to you. Uh, he had four movement. There was a thing called Sprint back then. That was, You know how, like, everybody has a default go for it now right. of two Back then, they had different numbers. Catchers might have had a sprint of four, so they could go further. Oh, okay. That makes chance. sense. Okay. Uh, they had strength, and his strength was four. Go back to his sprint. His sprint was three. So he could move four, and then he had options to go three more movement uh, with a sprint, which was common for a blitzer. Right. Uh, four strength, which was common for a blitzer back then. Three agility, uh, nine armor, and then he had a, a cool factor of plus one. And that was like how you can catch the ball. It's basically... It was called cool. Uh, it was like if you're under pressure. So if a guy was next to you. Sort of like Nerves of Steel. Yeah, but Nerves of Steel negated the pluses or the minuses. Cool kind of factored in that if a guy's next to you, he's going to give you a minus one. So if you had a cool plus two, like most catchers or elf yeah. catchers did, it only went down to plus one. Oh, okay. Um, it was just weird. There was and also coolness a, factor usually was based <laughs> on who you hung around, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. If you were what, around you, the cool what clothes kids, you wore? Yeah. Right. And then there was a throwing skill back then, too. So you didn't base stuff off. You didn't base catches off of uh, agility, throws off agility. Okay. You had a throwing skill and a, a cool factor. Okay. All right. So, and his old skills were catch, intercept, tackle, and toughness. They actually had a skill called toughness that prevented you from getting hurt as much. So, uh, I think it was, what, minus one to the severe injury? Uh, I believe so. The toughness had a level. Yeah. So I think levels one and two gave you a minus one. Level three and four gave you a minus two. Oh, okay. Levels five and I think it went to level six. So I picked this guy specifically because I always hated this guy. He was like in the first the star player pack I bought of miniatures. Mm-hmm. And I thought he looked cool, but his stats were horrible compared to everybody else. And it's really our fault because we yeah. were young kids and not reading. But I wanted to pick him and try to make him better or you know, worthwhile. And um, also, I'm coming into third edition after playing second edition, I remember being so upset that they included characters like Puggy Baconbreath or, you know, Morg, and but they did not include, you know, all these other star players that were in that second edition book. And looking back, I can see why they left a lot of these guys out. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were just so-so players. But Now, of course, in the Star Player book, mm-hmm. they actually had stats for it. Yeah, that, that was the cool thing, too. And that's part of the reason why we kept going, like, this guy's not that good. So not, could... not only the actual stats, but he was number six yes, he on was... his team. Mm-hmm. He was 29 years of age. <laughs> he was 29. He was 6'3", and only weighed 180 pounds. Well, this was made a long time ago. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like he's kind of skinny, but that's what <laughs> they said. He had a cool anyways. little picture of him, which we always thought was kind of cool. Yeah. So you want me to just start with uh, how I would... Uh, 
update this guy? Well, let's go with if we just brought him over as he was. If we tried to bring, make him as he was oh, currently, mm-hmm. then I'll just tell you what I thought. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to agree with you on this because... Yeah, I don't think it's too much. His skills were... Probably make his movement seven because the four plus the three. Okay. And since he's a human blitzer, basically, the human blitzers are seven. And then four strength, three agility, nine armor and then i'd give him catch very long legs for the intercept okay. catch for the catch obviously tackle for the tackle and then since there's no toughness thick skull okay so i mean that's if we brought him over just as he was that's pretty much how he would be mm, okay that's what i think and it's not that great of a player again still right he's strong he's fast but i, th- I think the cool yeah, factor just of weird. him even back then is that he had so many mutations. Yeah. And he had a cool miniature and everything else. But he was... When you when you automatically make everybody else a star player, he becomes less of a star player. Yeah. So... Um, but if you were to bring him over as you wanted him... Okay. How would you do that? Okay. I took um, the approach of if this guy was around today, he would probably... In my mind, he would be more on a chaos pack type team because... You see that. In the current edition of Blood Bowl, we don't have humans and chaos humans. I mean, if you're going to get closest thing maybe to a chaos human, what do you... Beastman. Norse yeah. or a beastman. You know, e- either way, I mean, Norse in the fact that they're... I, I see them on the field as chaotic and wild. Oh, sure, yeah. Not that they can get mutations. but <clears throat> And I don't like the fact that... This is the one thing I don't like. I'm not a big fan of beastmen. I like the, the beastmen as a position, but just as a chaos team in my mind going from four human guys in armor, chaos warriors, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of reindeer, <laughs> the, the beastmen <laughs> okay. drives me nuts. But that's because I came from second edition right. where it was a human team that were just evil. And you actually want chaos humans. I want chaos humans. That would be nice. In, in my mind. And that's just because that's when I started playing Blood Bowl. Sure. Um, so I, I put this guy more on the chaos, chaos pack side. So he is a marauder. I think the whole point of him way back when was is he had a whole bunch of mutations. So that's what I stuck with. Uh, okay. he, he'll get tentacles. He'll get two heads. Uh, very long legs, just like kind of like his miniature, the obvious ones. Yeah. Um, I see him as a, a guy that is kind of always around and bothering you, but maybe not have the – he kind of relies on his mutations. So I gave him wrestle instead of block. To kind of go with tentacles that makes sense, and yeah. his wacky, you know, he can always see everybody so he can wrestle you down. Uh, jump up, so if he does wrestle you down, he can, you know, if he takes yeah. the hit and goes wrestles you down, the next turn he can jump right back up and do something. Yeah. Or if he just gets knocked down, he can jump up and make a block or, you know, in my head I see a tentacle going into the face of somebody. And bringing him down. Into the crotch of yeah. somebody and knocking him down. And instead of making him faster, I gave him sprint to get to where he needs to go. It's a lot of skills on one guy, though. I know it is a lot of skills, and that's probably... That's... I've already noticed that this is the first time we've done this, and I've already thrown... (laughs) My next guy has a lot of skills, too, and that's probably my problem. Yeah, that's one hard thing, and I I almost fell into the same trap. Um, Mm -hmm. Like you said, if you look at the model, he does have two heads, he has tentacles. You could put any mutation on him you wanted and justify it. But I tried to keep with... The idea that he was a human blitzer. If he was a human blitzer star player, what would he be? Okay. So I went with, of course, you'd have to have loner too because you're a star player. Well, of course, I'd have loner. And if if I had to drop one of my skills, I would drop sprint. Yeah, 
Right. And I went with the typical Blitzer 7439. Okay. I guess not typical. He's stronger, right? Well, if he's a human Blitzer, yeah, yeah he's stronger. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. And your guy's almost like a really fast Chaos Warrior. I could see that. So he's got loner, block, because all the Blitzers have block. And since he has his funky arms, I gave him extra arms and very long legs. You know, legs in quotes. Uh-huh. Essentially, just very long tentacles and tentacles. So I see this guy, you know, he had intercept before. So he was kind of in the way trying to take the ball out of the sky. And he had tackle, so he's trying to take people down. So the extra arms helps with that. also helps him pick up the ball. And since he doesn't have catch anymore, so he's not as, you know, who's going to throw the ball to him? But if he's there, he can pick it up easier because of his tentacles. So I thought that was a pretty evenly balanced person who can get into the way of the ball, but also take people down easy. Okay. And what did you cost your guy out at? Because I this is what I never know, and I still yeah don't, I know I don't know how the guys even who make the book pick how much worth these guys are. Um, I have my guy somewhere in the one ninety to two hundred range, but then at the same time I think I, I can see that you know. But then you look after you creating this guy, you go, would I take him for two hundred? Yes, exactly the problem. And that that is a big problem. Um, see, I was comparing him to Ludgrip Whiparm, who's okay. like one hundred and fifty. Ludgrip's got six three three nine. Loner, pass, strong arm, sure hands, and tentacles. Those are really good throwing skills. Right. So my guy, he's faster and stronger. So I costed him at about 190. I figured it'd be fair. Okay. So I think we're about the same price range. I think I take my guy sooner than I take yours. And I totally understand the strength and the the yeah. walk. I <laughs> I'm probably skewed a little different. Because I I wanted this guy to be around but not be great, <laughs> just because he wasn't. You just great don't when like we him. him. I don't. I don't like Withergrass Double Jewel. We need to get that guy on for an interview. I don't even want to wherever hear he's how at. Do there be like two heads going on at once? Yeah, they're probably talking over each other. So that was the one thing I I've debated on giving him two heads because the model has two heads. I just don't see him. I didn't want to add that many skills, and I thought the other ones took precedent. No, that's fine. I mean, that's that's why this is open and yeah. And, uh, and if anyone has any thoughts, definitely let us know. Yeah, def- get us on Twitter or wherever, you know. Um, so anything else on him before we can move There's on to mine? There's nothing. You're, we're going to be talking about too many skills when we get to this next guy. Oh, too, yeah. But go, let's go ahead. For my choice, I picked a personal favorite that when Scott first mentioned him before I'd even played Blood Bowl, I was like, that just sounds like a cool character. Greaser Gear Grinder, star player for the Orkland Raiders. Now, I'll go ahead and give you the stats. He was number eight for them. He was a thrower. He was 34 years of age, 5'5", five five, and only weighed 173 pounds. So he was even lighter. But he was like half orc and half Maybe these star metal. players were created back in the Middle Ages where everybody was smaller. That's, that's possible. I don't know. It's kind of odd. But he, if you don't know, is basically half orc and half cyborg, right? Yes, and his old model miniature was amazing. Yeah, I still need to get one of those. Those are cool. But his old stats were five movement with plus three for the sprint, okay. right? Two strength, three agility, eight armor, and then what was TS? Uh, TS is throwing skill. Okay, he had a throwing skill of plus two. Okay. Okay, so that's that's what you were saying. He does. Right. You don't go off the agility. You went off the throwing skill. That's correct. Now his old skills were heroic leap, leap, long kick, safe throw, and thick skull. Okay. Now I can, by having mechanical legs, you got long kick, I believe. 
Oh, okay. Uh, is Kick one of them? You yeah. And, and I believe not you Kick, but long kick. Just heroic leap, leap, long kick, safe throw, and thick skull. You might have got leap as well from mechanical legs. And for people who don't know, which was me up until recently, I read it. It's actually in the book, which is nice. Heroic leap was essentially leap, but if you were three squares away from the end zone, you could leap three squares. And, of course, you had to leap over people, and if you failed, you got knocked out immediately and stuff like that. And then long kick was you could make the kick go longer, as the name implies. Actually, all three skills come from the mutation. This is second edition. Uh, Mechanical Legs oh. gave you leap, heroic leap, and long kick. Oh, that's cool. And heroic leap was like if you see in regular football games, American football games. Yeah. They're two yards out. They hand off the ball to you know, Walter Payton back mm-hmm. in the day, and he leaped over the whole line. That's what Heroic Leap was. Okay. So yeah. if you failed that Heroic Leap, you were knocked out and the ball fumbled. So that's how he was. Now, if we just brought him over as a new star player, an orc thrower star player, he would probably be, at least in my opinion, 5, 2, 3, 8 with sprint to kind of make up for the Heroic Leap. Okay. And then leap, because he had leap. Kick. There's no long kick, so just kick. Still have safe throw and still have thick skull. This is how you would create him? I'm just saying if we brought him over as he oh, was, okay. just a, that's how he'd be. Maybe a direct translation. Right, direct okay. translation. That's a good way of saying it. Now, if I were to bring him in, I would see him more as a older, weaker orc. You know, he's been battered. He's been I injured. I agree with you on this so far. And he's been mechanically enhanced. So he's not as good. So he's four movement, two agility, excuse me, two strength, three agility, nine armor, because he is cybernetic. He's going to be harder to hurt. Of course, he'd have loner. I would give him kickoff return, kick, safe throw, and Hail Mary. Because he's just kind of the guy who's in back. He's your last-ditch effort. Because the, the regular orc throwers, they have sure hands and pass. Why would you want a star player that is worse than that? Unless you needed someone for the last ditch and just sit him in back and throw stuff. Okay, I can see that. But that's how I have him. Um, I kind of modeled mine as he was a current orc thrower. And, you know, he's gotten old, just like you said, he got older. He's he skilled up as, as he went along, but he got older. This is his f- final days. He's half mechanical. And I probably put too many skills on this guy, <laughs> to be honest with you. He has some negative skills. He has some positive skills. Uh, first off, I gave him an MA plus one. So he has six movement. Okay. He has lost strength, just like the old one did, and like your version did. He only has two strength. Mm-hmm. That's his weakness. Uh Three agility, and he has a plus one to his armor because he's mechanical. Same right. thinking as you. Makes sense. I think it's funny that we had a, a lot of these are the same. Um, I gave him safe throw probably because of the translation over. Yeah. Safe throw to safe of throw. Uh, I gave him sure hands as well as a current orc thrower. Uh, and since he's a computer type, he's a living cyborg, and I thought of him as being really calculated. Calculated. <laughs> I came and say it. <laughs> calculated? Real calculated. Calculating. Like he knows he's about to get tackled, so he dumps off the ball. So I gave him dump off. Okay. I gave him kick for his mechanical legs. Right. And I also gave him leap for his mechanical legs. So I've already gave him a lot of skills. Yeah, I just don't see leap. Just uh, I understand it, I, but I, I, no, I, I totally, it's just, how, why would you ever use that? Uh, there's, there's times in games you need to leap. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> no. Okay, so but that's what I gave him. I gave him leap, and then the big negative I gave him besides the strength, I see him as very fragile. 
Yeah. So I gave him the the negative trait of decay. Jeez. So if you ever break his robotic armor of nine, and he does get badly hurt, you're going to roll doubly two. Hurt. Yeah. Now I guess that really does it doesn't really matter, matter for the star player. It doesn't really matter for the star <laughs> players. So I just realized that yeah, as, just as we're that. talking just now, I thought, oh, this would be great. This is yeah. going to equalize him for having all this stuff. So I guess that's a bad design on my part. Yeah, so okay. so far, this segment has failed. <laughs> I've liked it. <laughs> it's actually really fun trying to convert these guys. Yeah. Because uh, back when we did the Oklahoma Bowl, our first thoughts were to take every old orc and goblin and yeah. troll and convert them to up-to-date you know. And we were trying to think stats. of ways to do it that would keep them still not overpowering. You know? Right, and it's kind of hard. It's really hard, especially when you don't know the you know the formula or whatever for these guys. Yeah, and like for instance, my guy, you know. Yeah, what'd you price him at? Yours? Um, just to go over it again: four, two, three, nine. Loner, kickoff, return, kick, safe throw, and hail mary. I did about one hundred and forty. It's a little cheaper than Lude Grip, but he's also slower, less strength, and his skills are good, but they're not great. So, so I thought that was about a good price. So my guy was a six, two, three, nine, with dump off kick, leap, safe throw, sure hands, and decay. And loner. And loner. I, I put it one eighty. But yeah. decay is not really needed, so <laughs> if I was redesigning this, I would go, Oh yeah, you can't use decay on a it's kinda of stupid to have that on a star player. So I'd I'd try to think of something to give him some negative somewhere else. Trying to think of something, but it might be armor. Maybe his yeah. gimmick is instead of having a decay, he has seven armor. So if he takes a hit, he could get really hurt. That's but probably the better way of doing but it. But he's faster and has those mechanical. Could give him stunty. <laughs> give him stunty. <laughs> no, he is kind of short. Yeah, according to the old bios, he's uh, he's only five five. He's only five five. He's Wolverine height. What was Wolverine five three? I don't remember. I don't know. I'm not that big of a nerd. He's short. Yeah, he's short. Shorter than the average X Men. So that's our Star Player Reviews. And we're going to try to do this every couple episodes and pick a few. Uh, yeah, right. if there's any particular Star Players that you'd like us to do, or if you have suggestions of your own or how to fix ours, let us know. I'd actually like, love to hear people hear their versions after we talk about this. You know. Yeah, we'll put it up on the website and go have it look better. So if you weren't writing stuff down, you can go there easily. Yeah, sounds great. Um, if anybody has greaser greer grinder models, extra... Me and Steve want them. Yeah. Yeah, we can send you some dice with something. Dude, I'd love to have those as throwers on some orc God. teams. Just to have two. Those are just cool looking. Yeah, th- those are one of the great. We, amongst the three of us old second edition guys, one of us had that. And I can't, I don't think it was me because all my stuff pretty much I kept. But we, we lost a greasy hair grinder over the years. It's sad. So sad. Yeah. All right, that wraps up this. Uh, we'll take a little break and we'll come back with some NIT and the house. Did you know? The surname Frostbeard was given to the dwarf clan who braved the freezing winters to settle in the northern lands. Hey everyone, it's Fungus the Loon, the host of the most, the man with the plan, the goblin who's still noblin. I'm host of Both Down over on the Old World Podcast Network, not this Both Down, which is hosted by Steve and Scott. Now it's time for them to show you why you're listening to the wrong Both Down. It's not nearly as good as me. But Thark will agree. Oh, that fungus. He's so wrong. We are the original Boat Down. 
I don't know. I'm starting to agree with him. I like the sound of his voice. <laughs> of course you would like the sound <laughs> of his voice. Just saying. It's, yeah. it's a fun yeah. podcast to listen to. <laughs> Not as fun as Both Down. Well, it is Both Down. Oh, it is. But Old World Both Oh, wait. Down. I should be mad at them if I'm going off what I said originally. It was still the best. That's right. Yep. Welcome back. We got some house rules. For the Necromancer's Invitational Tournament. Otherwise known as the NIT. Which, if you follow basketball, right? Because right. I don't follow basketball, so I don't know where this came from. So, where this idea came from is um, we finished our season. I think the first, our very first season, we had 12 teams. We had four teams make it to the small tournament, which is the Dragonfire uh, Blood Bowl Cup for the finals. And um, I thought it's kind of... At the time, I thought it was unfair that the other teams didn't get some extra games because some teams could use some extra money. Yeah, especially maybe. if they're worse game, worse teams, and they, you know, they don't right. play those extra. I two didn't games. want the better teams getting better, just for no reason. Makes sense, and especially a lot of the other teams. You know, you could look back and say, "Man, if I had one or two star player points, I could skill this guy and this guy and be a lot better team." So. You know, we're cruising into towards March Madness, which is the big NCAA 64-team tournament, which is now like 68 teams or something ridiculous. If you're not one of those 68 teams, there's another tournament with 32 teams called the NIT, which is... Um, so it's like the best of the worst? It's National Invitational Tournament. Yeah. So, yeah, you're playing for, if you win it, you know, the old joke was is you're 65th best in the country. Right. So now I guess you're 69th. But anyways... So, I came up with a tournament for the remainder. Ideally, all eight teams left that did not make it into the Dragonfire Cup get to sit back and they get to go play this extra tournament. Now, this tournament is 100% optional. If you don't want to take your team, you don't have to. If you're tired of, you thought the season was long enough, you don't have the extra games or whatever in you to play, you don't have to play. So or it's, if you're uh, just too chicken. Because there are some extra rules. The main factor of people not playing the NIT is that they're chicken. Yeah. Uh, the NIT has a lot of special rules. It is created by the Necromancers. And the idea is is that they hold this tournament. They want you to come. They'll give you some extra money. Because what does undead teams need with money? Nothing. They don't need nothing. They just raise their dead. They just raise their dead. They don't... Money's stupid. And so they say, come play this tournament. We'll give you this extra money. If you complete the tournament, and we hope that maybe you know, if a few pl- people die here and there that happen to be good, right? And so, we happen to raise them for our own team, you know. So in in my mind, there was a, a you know in the world of Blood Bowl in the old world or whatever. There's all these different leagues. There's the World's Edge League. There's you know you could say that there's the Blood Bowl League and the regular leagues and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So in my mind, there was a undead league. So they hold this tournament for the living. And uh, they hope to restock their own uh, draft or players right. by hoping that a bunch of people die. So, yes, you get extra money in this tournament. If you complete the tournament, you get an extra 150 k just and, by completing it. That's right. not extra winning. I mean, that's not including your winnings. I mean, that's extra, which is a lot of money. Well, yeah, anybody can buy almost any position for that amount. And um, Team Apothecaries are allowed, but you only get to use them once the whole tournament. Yeah. So if you have a favorite player and he gets hurt by going for it early on, 
you either take that injury or you uh, use your one apothecary. Yeah, and there's at least two games, and if you make it into the finals, then there's three games. Right. Every team's guaranteed two games, uh, even if you're on the loser side of the bracket. That's just to get some extra teams, and besides, they want more people to die. We At first, we said our original league had no undead teams in it, so it was really easy to say, you know, they're stocking up their league. And so then we had some undead teams in our league come in, and they go, well, you know, we can use regen. Is that fair? So we uh, have a rule that the regent teams with regen on their players, they can only use that one time per game, or not per game, per tournament. So skeleton number eleven uses regen to re- you know regen out of uh, badly hurt, then he can't use it for the rest of the, the tournament. Right, and not if it's successful, just using it. Just using it. Yeah. Yes. Um, just looking over my notes here. Uh, all players. They get healing potions after the games, so they're full force because they don't want your guys to miss any games. They, If somebody gets an MA-1, they want that guy to come on back to the field. And exactly. We hope that you you have more unfortunate and die so we can restock our league. You need to be on the field so you can die so you can be part of their team. That's correct. And um, then the, all games are played in the Death Dome. Death Dome. That's right. It's a really original name I know I came up with, but uh, the Death Dome is... Uh, two teams enter, two teams leave, but just hopefully worse for the wear. players. Yeah. That's right. Death Dome has special weather rules. Um, you roll a D8 for weather. Uh, one is hot and sunny, so you combine the effects of heat and sunny from the regular Blood Bowl uh, rules. And then you know, two is sweltering heat, three is very sunny, and then only on four and a five is uh, normal. Mm-hmm. And then six is pouring rain, seven's blizzard, and then of course eight is freezing rain and snow combined. So it's both of those effect. So that changes up. Almost every game has crazy weather. Yeah, I just played um, second game. I think it rained both times. No, that's wrong. Didn't rain at all. Uh, me and you played our, our yeah. first round game. And it was sunny the whole time because it affected that's our right. passing game. Yeah, which actually came into effect a lot, a lot more than it should have. Um. So, yeah, the weather plays a big factor in this. The teams also get 200, uh, 200K in inducements, but you have to take them in the $100,000 cards. This is outside of regular inducements. This is just kind of a way for us to this add a little chaos to it. A lot, yeah, it adds, most of the time it adds a lot of chaos <laughs> to it. Why don't you tell people about the chaos that well, could have happened yeah, in, in our game? It didn't matter. but I know it didn't matter, uh, but I, it could have mattered big time. This was your scorpions versus my long, long pigs. Uh-huh. And I was, of course, very underpowered. So I got tons of inducements, and Scott starts whining about how he can't win. I did. And then I get my cards, and I took a 50,000 miscellaneous mayhem cards, part of my inducements, too. Your regular inducements. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I look at my cards, and I have the Babes Got Talent. So I won the kickoff, and I get plus one to fame. And then I had the other one in the hundred thousands that gave me plus two to fame. So I had plus three to fame the whole game. Steve was hoping for a, a riot. Oh, I wanted a riot so, so bad. So pretty much every one of my players would have been knocked on their keister. It would have been awesome. But it, it didn't happen. But we did have a lot of coach roles and cheerleader roles that I had no chance <laughs> yeah, of winning. Not at all. He won the fans, but he has had a plus one. I had a plus three. And with everything else, I demolished there was a time. However, when... I lost the game, so just yeah. barely, barely my butt. It's two to one. It didn't feel it. <laughs> it felt <laughs> it felt two to two to me. So I was sweating that one out. 
Uh, so yeah, we play with the big cards, and that's which is a big good deal. because another reason we do that is even in our regular leagues, people get inducements. Nobody picks the hundred thousand dollar cards. No, if most people take fifty thousand dollar cards, yeah. they will not take take fifties. Every once in a while, you take a four hundred. Nobody takes the hundreds or two hundreds. Just don't seem to pan out. And that's part of the reason. I mean, these rules kind of been tweaked. I mean, we've ran this now for. This is our sixth season in our home league, yeah. and um, they've been moderately tweaked over the years. I mean, at first, the very first year, there was no apothecaries allowed, and, and for some reason, not like that. Yeah, for some reason, that first season we had to play without pants. I never understood that. That was just my own little thing I threw in there, and you know, my wife was out of town that weekend during the that tournament. Does explain that? Okay, that, that was actually one of my favorite. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> um. Jeez, I don't even know where to go after that. <laughs> Nowhere to go but down. Oh. Both down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can take wizards in this tournament. For, for regular inducements, there's some caps on things you can take or not take, and um, or some different things you can take. You can still take a wizard, but you don't get the lightning bolt. You have to take the fireball yeah. if you take choose to take the wizard. Which I would um, not really mind seeing that go through all games. Because I kind of hate the wizard. Just... I, as many times as I use the wizard, that's the one thing I'm tired of. Yeah. And even playing like on Fumble, it's just when somebody takes a wizard, I'm like, I try to give them opportunities just to get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like such a crap thing. Even when I take it, it's like, okay, I know I, in my back pocket, I can let them run down the field and zap them. I know it was a I don't one think you've chance. ever missed one. Have you ever missed one? I've missed one or two. Oh, my gosh. I but missed one not just in recently. important times. Um. So, anyways, the wiz- my thinking on this is the necromancers don't care if you hire a wizard, but they want to see the most bang for their buck. Right. So the fireball allows you to hit multiple people instead of just one. Um. So that that was actually a new tweak to this season's. I really like NIT, that, and I think it's for the better. Um. So teams can hire star players, but only undead star players. Yeah. Do you a, like this? That's a nice little twist. And any team can hire any of them. That's right. You can be a halfling team, and you can hire players like uh, Count Luther Von Drakenborg, Hack and Slash, Helmet Wolf, uh, Ramtut. I guess this is Sectith. I can't pronounce his name. That's good enough. Sectith. (laughs) Sectic. It's not going to get any better. Let's move on. He's a skeleton star player, S-E-T-E-K-H. And then Wilhelm Cheney. Yes. So these are the star players, the only star player pool you have to work from. No matter what race you are, you can play in these. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously Morg is too big of a scaredy cat to play <laughs> in an undead thing, so he can't be there. Even though I made up these rules, so of course I'm going to say I'd like I'd love these rules. I lo- really like this part yeah. of the NIT because it makes gets me a chance to play with star players I normally can't play with or try some out. Exactly. Yeah, if, being an Amazon team or something. Being able just to take a cheap chainsaw person is huge. I realize that this has not, just now I realize that people like Sinbad should probably be on here because these haven't been updated with the newer star players since we went to Living Rule Book 6. So that will, I can't believe Hmm. I haven't noticed that. What a fluff guy I am. And we we don't take Sinbad. We don't like Sinbad. We don't like him. What is he anyways? He's like a pirate skeleton with stab. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fix that next season. Does anybody ever take him? 
Uh, I've seen somebody at Chaos somebody, Cup last yeah, right. played him. Because we made fun of that. I, Not the person. We made fun of him before. Like, why would anybody take he's him? He's hardly worth took it, him. yeah. Uh, popular ones, of course, are Helmet Wolf and Hack and Slash. <laughs> of course. But I can't wait when I play... The ham. Both my teams, of course, made it to this this year because we can't win. Everybody, congratulate Scott. This is the first time oh, in six seasons it. he did not make the playoffs. Boo! <laughs> you just, guys suck. Well, apparently you suck, and that's why you didn't make the playoffs. Yes, I couldn't make it with Halflings or Underworld. I don't know why. You won with Kimry last year. <laughs> Kimry and Halflings are a big freaking difference, my friend. <laughs> If you say so. Some might argue not, but... <laughs> uh, the the sure hands, I'm telling you. The built-in skills. They help. Yeah. They really help our leagues. Let me tell you something. If some halflings could land their little fat butts down <laughs> and then just walk in the end zone, I wouldn't have had so many losses with those guys. They're not so good at landing. No. My guys are like throwing an apple, meaning apples have no legs. So you just throw it and they get bruised when, <laughs> okay. when they hit the ground. I'm sure glad that you explained that because I had no clue where you were going. <laughs> I knew what I meant. Okay. Ginger Badger don't care. Uh, All right, so we you get the Undead Star players as a bonus for the NIT. Uh, you can also hire mercenary players if you choose to go that route, but they have to be players that they're either skeletons, zombies, or thralls. Yeah. So if you want a guy with block and you don't want to mess with a star player, you can hire a zombie. And pay that mercenary fee, and then pay that skill fee on top of that. So it gets you a mercenary zombie with block. For some reason. Eh, just to make it different. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's our special rules for that, for star players and inducements. Now, hmm. what, the necromancers want people to die. Yes. And for the first couple of seasons we played this at home, People were all for it. They liked the extra games. They liked earning the extra money. Um, but they didn't like their players dying. They didn't like the no apothecary. So when I changed it to once per game, or I mean once per tournament, they didn't like that. Yeah. So we had to, I kind of wrote in some new rules that not only do you get the extra 150 after you complete all your games, but you also get extra money at the end of games if people die. And I do this by, there's a scale, and if you have players from that are worth you know, 10K to 100K, you get an extra 10K on your winnings. Okay. And so, and it just scales up. So if you had a guy like, let's say you had a, a Minotaur maxed out you know, on his skills, and this guy strength plus two or something ridiculous. If he was worth over 310K and he died during the NIT, not only do you get your extra money at 150, but you also get plus uh, 80k for him dying so it kind of you can kind of help <sighs> offset the cost of the dead players and that was my point is some people whine that while their team was low in skills they only had 11 or 12 players mm-hmm. they might not make enough money back to recoup the cost of three dead linemen or something very very possible so we added this in and that seemed to kind of the guys felt a little bit better about this and they get some extra money so they're happy about this now in the fluff they can't raise people above a certain strength, right? That's right, but the NIT is different. This is for their own league. So hopefully down the road, if uh, we can put together a whole NIT team of uh, <laughs> undead people, whether they be halflings or skinks lizard or whatever, men. or yeah. lizardmen and stuff. So. That'd be cool. And the fluff of our thing, this, these players never come back. They go, you know, they go into the uh, necromantic uh, 
training football grounds. Football league or whatever, yeah. NFL, if you want to say. And, um, <laughs> you know, they go there. So we never see these again fluff-wise. And so I don't have a problem with, you know, halflings, skinks, or goblins Makes sense. going along with that. Uh, the pros also for winning the NIT is since you're a team that was not good enough to make the regular playoffs, after you win the NIT, uh, we, we do little plastic trophies. We all pitch in 10 bucks and buy little goofy trophies so we can act like we're big. Which fun. are awesome. They are pretty awesome. Uh, we found a little pirate head trophy with this pirate holding a knife in his mouth. And he's our NIT trophy. And mm-hmm. so people really taking, you know, they want that trophy because he's a little pirate head. So um, we not only do we give a trophy out, but the team that wins the NIT, the whole next season, they get a little patch on their uniform in the, in the fluff. And they get an extra 10K per game for the rest of the season. It's like a sponsorship. Yes, they're they're representing the NIT. It's a sponsorship. It's just like wearing a, the FedEx Orange Bowl patch, you know, that college football teams wear during yeah. the game. The last bonus, and this is, I think this is very unique. We like it. We've seen it work. It changes things big time. Yeah. The winning team of the NIT, the player that, becomes the MVP of that final game, so it's random. And we do a full sixteen random MVP. We, that's right. We don't we don't narrow it down to five or two or, or pick. We it's just random. You randomize your MVP, the winning team of the NIT final gets a skill that we call touch of gray. So just the MVP of that team gets a touch of gray. That's correct. This is an this is an additional skill uh, it doesn't uh, add any cost to anything. It's just a free skill. It's a free skill. And what Touch of Grey is, is basically it's regen as long as you're not going up against an undead team. Right. And by undead team, I mean any team that can raise the dead. So Kimry will not. Nurgle, Nurgle it wouldn't work against Nurgle. It's not going to work against necromantic teams. It's not going to work against undead teams. It'll work against So vampires. essentially, the Necromancer's Invitational the people, the, mm-hmm. whoever the governing body is, they've decided that since your team did so well and your one player. player got MVP, mm-hmm. they don't want him to die the next season. They want him to come back and then when he dies, come they play for them. Him. Right. So if it goes to any other team, you get to use it. But if it's one of their teams, they're going to let you die so they can raise you. That's That's correct. So... And, of course, this all goes back to that goofy Touch of Grace song from The Grateful Dead. I, I, I know that sounds stupid, uh, but I the, love that. The that's like the video. only, that's the only, yeah. that's the only Grateful Dead song I, I know and like. Mm-hmm. And that's where that comes from. And I wanted to give something it does make extra. Sense. Because in the fluff you read about the, the Chaos Cup, how they gave a, you know, a Chaos Mutation gift to a player and stuff. So what we do is we do a Touch of Grace. It's, it's free. And I like to think that the character actually was touched by the ruling guy. Oh, I see a And he skeleton. gets like a gray streak through exactly. his hair. Exactly. That's exactly how he has the the old Frankenstein bride's mm-hmm. hair. You know, he has a streak of, of the mark that he's been, you know, he's not all there. Right. And um, we've had this come. Some people have gotten touch of gray and we've never heard from them again. And then there's star players in our league like Sears Mayfeather who actually became our first true star player. Yes, he's our first legend in the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. He's had Touch of Grey, and I don't know how much it's really affected him, but I've played against him and badly hurt this guy mm-hmm. a few times. 
and he's regened out of it because I'm not playing an undead team. Yeah. And so he's, that little pain in the butt has remained a pain in the butt. It's even more of a pain in the butt. I know personally when uh, the Blackwater Bulls won, I lucked out and my Minotaur got Touch of Grey. Yeah. And I've had I've got to use that a few times, you know, because Minotaur armor is easier to break than other armor. That's for sure. When the Giants won it, my Ganunga Gap Giants, I don't know who got it because I'm pretty sure I just told I the think... team to go to hell. Yeah, you hate that team. I love them, but I hate them. There's so much chaos. I let them. That's why they're a chaos team. Ah, oh, God, I know. I live and die by chaos with that team. I let the chaos gods decide how I skill them up. What skills I take, everything. Even how I play sometimes, but it does not reward me. They went from, like, was it fourth place the first year? And then last of the pack, back of the pack the next year. <laughs> yes. And then they came back and won the NIT the next year. And it was just like, okay, guys, I don't know what you're doing. Go to hell. That has nothing to do with the coach. <laughs> I, I would think not. No, I'm just kidding. No, I think the time. coach is good. You like him? It's just chaos. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah. So um, this is our rules for our extra tournament. It it's a lot. It it's a lot of extra rules. It's a lot of random stuff. It's a lot of extra money. Really, I think in some ways we give out too much money for playing this extra tournament. It, it but it's the incentive of getting people to play, and it's also the lesser teams. So that's the offset, right? And just so if everybody wants to keep in their mind how this works, we do our season. As soon as the season goes into playoffs, then we start up the NIT. So we have the playoffs and the NIT going on at the same time. How it's really supposed to work in our fluff, we, we do have them going on to physically the same right. time. But um, we have the first round of our Dragonfire League playoffs is like week nine. And then in week ten is when the NIT tournament happens. Okay. Why they have a week off between right, they do have the a week. final games. You know, because we're kind of like the Super Bowl. You know, mm-hmm. we take a week off and let the teams heal up. Injuries. Right. And so the best of the best is in the finals, giving it all out. And this is not to confuse with the Alcorn tournament that we also have, which is how we bring teams into the league. Right. This, we, do, we do technically have two separate tournaments outside of our regular league. So I just want to let people know we have our, right. and, we have our league, and I, NIT, and then the Alcorn to bring the preseason into the team, into and, the league. And it's... I like to do tournaments instead of just saying, hey, come play our league and yeah. just, just play somebody randomly a few one-off games and have it count. I like to have it count as a like a tournament type form. Definitely. We're much more anal. We like to have goals. We like to win something. We like to add to the fluff of it because it does add to the fluff. You know, it's not just playing a few games when you have a chance. It's playing in a tournament and getting rewarded or dying. And like I said earlier, um, you know, all this is optional. There's a few guys this season – and I have no idea why they didn't do it. And Alan, who's going with us to Chaos Cup, mm-hmm. um, he chose not to take his teams to the NIT. And the way I look at it is it's more games. It's more fun. Yeah. And if you want to get down to the, the crappy little piece of plastic uh, pirate trophy, it's a chance. To, I like it. It's <laughs> a chance for the teams that aren't playing to get another plastic trophy to mm-hmm. kind of win something. And more than anything, it's bragging rights. So like, ha, 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 I got the Definitely. NIT. I want an NIT tournament and stuff. Um, we don't have to take all eight remaining teams out of our league. We, no, have, we, we have this design where we can take eight, seven, six. We have six this season. We have six this time around. So, you know, we can make it work. We've had it with four. 
you yeah. know, because everybody still gets to play two games, and that's just how that works. It would be awesome if we could just go for a weekend, sit down, and play this out, but still never happens. That's exactly what it was supposed to be when we first started this. Because I remember trying to get everybody together. I think there was a group of three of us mm-hmm. or three games that played that one night, and then about two weeks later we finished up the tournament. So it, it took a while, but you know everybody's busy with life, so exactly. we understand. I'm pretty sure that wraps up the actual rules of the NIT. I, I will post these online. Okay. And um, you're just going to, if I have grammar mistakes or anything like that, you're just going to have to deal with it. But I'll, I'll post we'll Let a, us know. I'll post a PDF of the, the rules itself. And okay. In case anybody else wants to maybe try this out, tweak it, opinions and anything else, we'll take all it's that. It's fun. Too. Like you said, you know, we he just caught the one mistake of not bringing in the new star players. So we're more than happy to take suggestions. Yeah, we don't want Sinbad in our league. He's a bad comedian. <laughs> He's not even that anymore. I don't know what he is. Star Search gives him three and a half stuff. Wow. <laughs> and on that, we'll just go ahead and end this. And we'll be back with Behind the Fuck. Did you know the settlement of Quebec was founded by dwarf colonists who discovered large deposits of gold in the nearby Cape? Word spread fast, and ramparts were built to protect the fledgling community mining the precious metal. Great many battles were fought and won against invaders, painting the fortifications with blood. Hence, Crimson and Gold was the name given to the city's Blood Bowl team, and those became, of course, the team's colors. Hey guys, it's me, Hathark the Unstoppable, Blood Bowl star player and co-host of Both Down, the original one. You're listening to Both Down, the other one, with Steven Scott. Now it's time for Behind the Fluff. I love fluffy things. Okay, we're back with Behind the Fluff. This week, we're talking to Jonathan Brisby, head coach of the Skaven Blight Grays. Hiya, toots. <laughs> How's it going, coach? Toots? It's going okay. Seriously, toots? Uh, you Yumi's all look the same to me with your clothes on. Well, Steve does have a uh, longer hair than me, so maybe that's why he gets the uh, uh, That would be confusing, remark. yeah. Plus the boobs. The boobs help. He's got the boobs. God. I'm working on getting mine removed. By dieting and working oh, Okay. Out. Well, so am I. Trying to get some man boobs. We're trying, but with no rats. All right, Coach. So uh, you just finished up another season of the uh, Dragonfire Blood Bowl League, and uh, you skated out of, uh, I guess, last <laughs> place. Uh, How does that make you feel? It's always good not to come in the last. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say about it. You avoided the back-of-the-pack trophy. so uh, That's right. Con- congrats on that. Yeah, so that, that means you get to come back next season if you want. Are you guys going to? We're uh, we're a little undecided on that right now. Uh, I want to. Uh, the rest of the team, they, uh, they ain't too happy with me right now. <laughs> Speaking of not being happy with you, I've noticed over the uh, four seasons you've played in the DBBL that you've only won nine games. Is your job maybe on the line or anything with the uh, upper management? Well, uh Considering I am the upper management, uh, I don't think so. How's but that? Uh, see, I prefer not to think of it as uh, we've only won nine of thirty-two. I uh, I like to think we only lost fifteen of thirty-two. That's less than half. So you're counting. Well, that is true, actually. So you're counting the ties as kind of a victory in themselves because they're not losses. They're not losses, so they're not horrible. I That's guess. right. The way I see it, if I lose less than half, 
I'm having a winning season. Don't really think that's how that works. But <laughs> so you're the head guy. That's right. You own the team. I own the team, and you coach, and I coach. And your last name's not Gray; it's Brisby. That's correct. I uh... because everybody on the team is family, right? That's why it's called the Skaven Blight Grays. That's right. My uh, my best friend, uh, dear old Willard de Gray. He uh, he was a great great man, and uh, he was a man. Well. He was a, yes. Skaven. I'm, I'm speaking your language here. You want me to start speaking to Skaven? Then, then. <laughs> no, Actually, I kind of do. <laughs> Speak some Skaven on us. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll keep it in the common tongue here. Okay. But, um, yeah, he was, uh, he was a great friend of mine and, uh, he was a great man. And, uh, when he passed, God rest his soul. Um, you go to the big cheese shop in the sky. That's right. He, uh. He found a better mouse trap, <laughs> and uh, I, I kind of took over as the uh, the patriarch of the family there, and uh, decided that uh, you know instead of letting all the kids go off to war and uh, fighting in the great warpstone battles, I'd uh, I'd form a blood bowl team out of them. So was he a rat king? Uh, he was a uh, gray seer. It's a uh, position of great power. It's uh, more of an advisor to the council at thirteen than uh, actual royalty. Oh, okay. But he wasn't like a giant collection of rats tied together by the tail? No, he was not. Because <laughs> that's really disgusting. Th- that that would be weird. Well, it happens, right, though, right? Uh, well, yes, actually, we have one of those on the team. Yeah. Does, does, uh, yeah, speaking of uh, a, a mouse or a rat or an ogre all thrown together, um, I noticed that uh, the rat ogre himself, Ben... Died in uh, the NIT tournament, which is the Necromantic Invitational Tournament, and back right, in 2510. Uh-huh. And mysteriously, he came back in 2513 season. How how do you explain this? Well, first off, uh, I'm going to ask that nobody tell Ben this, because uh, <laughs> we, we try to keep him in the dark and stuff like this. But uh, I've seen how he looks. That's probably a good thing. I've seen yeah. how Ben plays. Sometimes he just doesn't <laughs> do anything. Well, he ain't the brightest. Uh, <laughs> He, he ain't real. Uh, th- that's kind of the thing. You see, normally when a uh, Skaven dies, they uh, they become food for the living. It's uh, the circle of life and all that. Well, uh, you know, being the children of Gracias, um, my boys, they they uh, they're too important for that. So uh, rather than uh, you know eating the dead, we uh, we kind of pile them all up in a room, and uh, you know. <laughs> Jeez. Originally, the plan was we were going to bury him. Yeah. But uh, we we just never got around to it, to be honest with you. So uh, eventually, uh, one of uh, the clan Molder guys, they're the, they're the brains of the escaping operation. They came to me and he says, hey, buddy, I think I can reanimate the dead. And uh, <laughs> He just happened to figure this out? Just bored one weekend? Yeah, pretty much. Hey, look what I can do. Uh, you know, they're always experimenting, and uh, this was one of those experiments. I believe the Clan Mulder guys have some connections to the uh, Help It Scorpions of the same league. Yes, they they absolutely do. Ah. And uh, so he said, well, you know, I know you got a bunch of bodies laying around, and uh, I think I can do something with them. Uh, why, don't we, uh, why don't we get a little deal going here? So, uh, so we tried, and, you know, it, it took a few attempts. And uh, eventually we figured out that if we just pieced a bunch of them together... Uh, we could make one really big rat. And uh, so we tried that, and sure enough, brought him back to life. And uh, he didn't have no memory, and uh, so we told him his name was Ben. We told him he was a brother. <laughs> and uh, 
Then when he died, we just tried it again. <laughs> and it worked again. Okay. So well, that's logical. So I guess in some ways Ben is uh, everlasting and immortal. Pretty much. In, uh, in the sense of Ben being the at, uh, rat ogre for your team. That as long as the around. spells keep working. Yeah, and uh, as long as the spells and the science and... Uh, as long as there's still some brain tissue left, we, uh, you know, we have we have we lose a little bit with every concussion and with every uh, massive gaping head wound. Uh, eh, that'll happen. It's blood bowl. Yeah, exactly. So you've taken on the Greys because you couldn't, you didn't have your own family or whatever to take over, or you did this in honor of them. Can you tell us about uh, your boys? That I don't know. I, I've heard from many coaches who, while your record, yeah, you only you've only won nine wins. You everybody fears playing you because of the speed and what some people dub the the four Skaven or the four Horsemen or however you want to look at the, the gutter runners of your team, the bread yes. and butter. Can you talk about those guys and you know what they do for you? Because we see so much action from them guys on the field. Oh, absolutely. We got uh, we got four great gutter runners on the team. Uh, first off, I'll talk about Despero a little bit. He uh, he always wanted to be a quarterback. He uh, he's he's got a good throwing arm, but uh, he's just too fast and a little too weak for that position. So uh, you know, we 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 just kind of give him the ball and uh, he runs with it. And usually, when somebody goes to hit him, he's he's a bit of a chicken. He just tosses it away. <laughs> um, but he, but he's he good brings at the it. option game to your team. That's exactly right. Uh, let's see. Then uh, then there's uh, Splinter. Uh, Splinter is a tough guy. He's uh, he's real strong. He seems and, a lot stronger than the other gutter runners. Oh, he is. He's very strong, and he jumps real good. Did uh, he get some help from Clan Mulder, maybe on the, his strength, or did is this something he's just worked on over the years? Well, uh, you know that that would be against the rules. So uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> but under the table, yes. I got gotcha. you. No comment. <laughs> no comment. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's just a phenomenal player. Um, then we got Reaper Cheap. Um, Reap cheap is just—it's uh, like the kid has magnets in his hand. You know, if the ball was metal, <laughs> which and, sometimes it is. Well, sometimes, yeah. Uh, but I—I ju- I just want to specify since I hear the question coming already. No, Clan Molder did not put magnets in the kid's hands. <laughs> He's just a really good catcher and uh, really good at picking up the balls. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we have to mention uh, my my boy uh, Gonzalez Gray. We call him the Speedy. He, uh, wow, that kid is fast. He can uh, he can run circles around everybody else. Yeah, he can pretty much score as soon as the ball's in his hands. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he goes will. from uh, the line of scrimmage to the end zone like uh, like nothing. He's he's real freaking annoying. It's just a matter really of your throwers getting the, getting him the ball. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, lately, you haven't had a. I would say the quality of throwers is not what it used to be during the first couple of seasons in the yeah, Dragonfire. Yeah, first couple of seasons, the team did really pretty good, and then your throwers just kind of bit the dust. Yeah, they uh, they died, um, which, you was know, this wasn't Algernon? good. Uh, Algernon and uh, Socrates as well. Uh, they were both great quarterbacks. Um, they're, uh, they're with Ben now. Literally, <laughs> with Ben. In yeah. Ben. So at least we got a clarification because I, I I know that uh, some teams were calling him Socrates, so it's really Socrates. <laughs> Correct, it is uh, okay, Socrates. Right, yeah. So now your team does look a little different, more so than the other teams their, out there. Their colors are actually their team colors are really kind of hard on the eyes, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's These kind like of muted, weird. It's yellows is there a reason and, to that? 
Well, uh, they only look weird under your uh, normal human lights. Um, oh, so we're the weird ones. Exactly. Uh, your colors look really weird to us. Uh, but if you ever come uh, to the the Rat Trap, uh, that's what we call our stadium there, for those of you who don't know. Um, you know, the, the whole place is lit with uh, the warp stone, which uh, gives off a lovely green glow. I mean, it's just lovely. You have not seen the sunset until you've seen it through warp stone. Um, but, you know, under those lights, with that green coloring, our uniforms are two shades of gray, which, uh, you know, goes with our name, the Skaven okay. Black Grace. Uh, it also calls to uh, Skaven religion being the gray color and all. Um, but, you know, under under your weird human lights, you know, it's it's like puke yellow and piss blue or something. You know, actually, uh, I did sun. notice that because I, I've seen games there, but um, I just thought you had home uniforms and away uniforms. Nope, same Uh-oh. uniforms. Where, oh, where, uh, why, why spend the money for two? Okay, that, make, that does make sense. You're a thrifty uh, <laughs> Skaven. Thank you. <laughs> so, speaking of games that have been played there, and uh, the ones I've watched. I, I knew uh, Steve Steve's going hey, to take a bait. To I, talk about the uh, great uh, 2508 debacle. There was controversy. And Steve's a, a big Claymore fan. Yes. that He's that, a big oh, yes, Campbell yes. Claymore fan. They're so my he, favorites. He got... From what I understand, he got free tickets somehow to the game. Watching the final game of that season, Claymore's uh-huh. just needed to beat the Greys, walk into the playoffs, probably would have won the inaugural season of the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. That's right. And I'm pretty sure you guys cheated your butts off. Steve says cheated. I say your fans were just maybe more rowdy that day. Okay, there was like three riots, um, <laughs> just wizards out of nowhere causing crazy weather. Magically, when the Skaven needed it, it was perfect. But then whenever the Claymores came on the field, oh, look, not only is it a blitz, but now there's ice everywhere. Or <laughs> It was the craziest game I've ever seen. Well, you know, uh, first off, I do want to say that we do have the best fans in the league. Um, so, you know, I, I do want to thank them for their enthusiasm. Um, as far as the weather goes, well, you know, it is an indoor stadium. So uh, the weather's got to be artificially created anyway. Um, you know, maybe... Maybe the wizards, you know, had a little, a uh, little too much rum, a little too much ale, what have you. Um, maybe he uh, got bored and uh, decided he was going to throw some new stuff out there. I, oh, okay. I don't really know. Uh, you, you'd have to take that up with the officials on that one. Yeah, I did. Trust me. But yeah, it, it didn't go anywhere. You say you have the greatest fans in the league. Uh, rumor is it that they're actually all just family and not really, you know. Fans by choice going to the game. They're just going because you know they have family. Well, I, sh- I assume it helps whenever you you have like thousands and thousands of relatives. It's easy to sell at a stadium. Well, yes, uh, there is some truth to that. I will I will admit that uh, you know our practice squad shows up. Uh, there's about uh, two hundred of them. Um, <laughs> two hundred. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you got to figure. I mean, uh, you know, I know you humans have what like uh, one kid every three hundred years or something. Uh, but you know, us, us Gavin, I, we, you know, our litters, uh, that might be 20, dwarves. 30. That might be dwarves or elves, not, not humans. There's a difference. There's a slight difference. Well, let's not oh, confuse okay. the rat. All right. <laughs> um, is there, who would you say is your rival in Dragonfire Blood Bowl League? What's a team that you don't like losing to and you, you definitely want to win? Or do you even have one at this point since you only have nine wins? <laughs> I, you know, uh. A few seasons ago, uh, we had a good rivalry going with the Claymores, but uh, but after that uh, massive win that first season, we just kind of felt sorry for them. 
And it was no longer sporting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty so, sure they just came back and kicked your ass the next season. Well, because they know. did win the whole thing. I'm, I'm just Steve, saying. Don't let your no, I'm just saying. fanatical. Uh, just saying. You know, let the coach talk. Oh, yeah. We know your. We know your true. Uh, I know we invited him here. I'm just not going to let him lie. <laughs> so uh, I think our uh, our new rivals is probably them uh, help it Scorpions because you know they have a bunch of traders playing with gobbles and whatnot. <laughs> wow. wow! I got okay. A little racist comments coming out. I can see. Well, it happens, you know. Yeah. How about the Blackwater Bulls? Were they the ones who actually killed Ben? Uh, yes, yes. I believe it was the Blackwater Bulls that uh, that put Ben down for the first time. So you're not a fan of the Chaos Dwarves? Well, you know, it's it's hard. Um, I'm not a fan of the Chaos Dwarves. Not a fan of any of the dwarves, really. But uh, to be honest with you, it's kind of hard to tell the difference. I mean, uh, they're they're the human they're, they're the humans that are my height, right? <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. around that time. Okay. So we're gonna see you back though next season. We'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll quite possibly think about it. All right, well. Or oh, if not, they could just travel the old world and lose elsewhere, I guess. That's right. You haven't seen the last of the Greys. I can tell you that for certain. But uh, whether or not they'll be back next year or two years or three years, that's up in the air. Is this based off maybe blessings from the Horned Rat? or? It's just based off of uh, how, many, uh, how many of the boys uh, are trying to kill me come next season. <laughs> well, you've got a little bit of time to run away, so... We That's won't tell them where you're at. <laughs> All right, Coach. We appreciate you uh, taking your time to come on to both down with us, and we really appreciate it. Anything else you want to say before you go? Uh, nope. Thank you both very much for having me. All right. Hey, good to talk to you. That was uh, Jonathan Brisby for the Skaven Blight Grays from the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League, and uh, we'll be right back after this message. Did you know the Dawnbringers are comprised of dwarf, human, and Norse players? Their emblem is the Phoenix. Jordel, Jordel, Jordel. <laughs> yes, indeed. It is I, Jordel Fresh Breeze, star player, the best elf in all the land. And you're listening to Both Down, hosted by a couple of humans, Steve and Scott. Ugh, humans. Now, it's time for shout-outs. It's time for some shout-outs. Shout-outs. Shout-outs, should I yell? No, no, don't. Talk really loud. Talk really loud outs. <laughs> talk really loud outs. I kind of like that. <laughs> this is the new title. This is the time for the talk really loud out. All right, let's uh, let's cover some NAF news. News. New dice. We got some new dice. Do you like them? I like them. Okay, first off, if you haven't heard it anywhere else, there's new dice. They're kind of like a marbleized gray or steel color. Marbleized silver, I think. Marbleized silver. I think they look cool. The inlays are where the problem comes in. They're dark, so it's not that easy to see. But, of course, we don't have them in hand, so we can't really say. Right. So I'm going to wait and say that they're bad or good until I get some and, and play us. Every time I get I've seen dice, the picture, and I, I like how they look. And if I have to go in to color the inlays just to make myself happy, that's fine. I think I'd like them without it anyways. You think you'd like them without any inlays? Well, no, I'm just without repainting them 
as they are. I think That's what I'm fine. saying. I, every yeah. every time we get in, I always play the next season usually with the new dice. Same here. Um, <clears throat> the only time I did not do that is when I somehow got some yellow dice, and God, those things were horrible <laughs> roll wise. I, uh, I played a half a season with those. God dang, yeah, they were because I got some new dice in. Um, first glance, there's some pictures that I think they look too dark. Yeah, uh, I've seen some other pictures that look fine. I'm not going to bitch and gripe because. I'm going to pay $10 for the NAF membership no matter what, and if they want to give me free dice for that, yeah, that's awesome. And even if we're looking at this the most jaded way possible, just wait a few months, put them up on eBay, make money back. This is how I look at this. Um, it's free. I know people play like Magic the Gathering, and they have a whole ranking system there, yeah. and you might say that your wizard points or your planeswalker points are free. And, you know, you just go to tournaments, you play a lot of tournaments, and then do your ranking or whatever it is now. I know they changed the point system. And if you want to listen to more of that, you can go to Couch Pirate Radio and listen to Planeswalkers Asylum. Free plug for those guys. You invest a lot more money into Magic the Gathering than you ever will in Blood Bowl. So you pay for that one way or another. Yeah. So my point is, is most people get their teams in Blood Bowl. It's only $10 a year. Yeah, and support it helps out. them. They're gonna, we're going to get better every year as a community. Blood Bowl's growing, mm-hmm. and so it, you're going to sign up anyways. Get your free dice and don't complain. Speaking of community, uh, they're also also starting the election process for new tournament director, I believe. Ooh, can I be that? If somebody nominates you. Okay. Well, that sounds like a lot of work, and right now I have two young children, so yeah. do not nominate me yet. Currently, it's Pippi and Extreme. I think Ooh. Extreme's current the current one. Ooh. I'm not sure. I actually need to get more involved in these votes. I'm actually part of it now, and I don't know. But you, sh- you shouldn't say that like on it. You b- better edit that part out. Nah, I'm just saying. Yeah, Ginger Badger don't care. Just, I'm not doing that every <laughs> single time. <laughs> I'm going to do that at a tournament sometime. I'm going to show up, and every time somebody knocks me down, I'm going to say, Ginger Badger don't care. <laughs> when someone knocks you down or one of your characters? <laughs> Either way, my character. So whatever, Chaos like, Cup, everybody push Scott to the ground. And, and I'll see. just go, Ginger Badger don't care. Then you get punch drunk. I, I might get. I'm planning on getting drunk drunk <laughs> this year. Hey, hey, you want a free T-shirt? <laughs> you like T-shirts? Go tell that lady she likes T-shirts. <laughs> Did I do that last time? Oh yeah. I wasn't even drunk. Yeah, you were. That was my first time being introduced to Patron, <laughs> uh, whatever alcohol that is. Patron is yeah. that tequila? Or is that vodka? <laughs> that's so sad. We're doing this again. I know. We'll just move on. That, that's BCH's fault. Yep. He told me, Patron. <laughs> I like fruity drinks. Patron. All right. Uh, any other NAF news? Not that I can think of. There was a big, giant tournament in Europe, and uh, this is where I'm going to complain. Yeah. And bitch and moan and whine. And look, if you're holding a tournament. Anywhere. Maybe people don't care about who is in the finals. Maybe 90% of the world doesn't care who's in the finals or how the rounds go or anything else. But there is a small percentage of us who do podcasts and just love Blood Bowl. We like hearing results. Believe it or not, even though sometimes I whine about, you know, and I always go back to the example of, on Fumble of an uh, orc team being called We Are Green or something like that. I still like to hear results. Yeah. I, there's... A big community on Twitter, you guys will say, hey, I'm playing my first league game tonight. I believe uh, John Homer, who is at BE4CH, at Beach, I yeah. guess is how you would say that. Uh, I think he was tweeting from the NAF championships. I think he took his, he take a goblin team or something. Uh, 
he had really bad luck. He yeah. wrote up a big review and stuff, and oh man, he had dreadful results. But he kept telling us, you know, updating us, you know, I lost this round, I lost this round. We like to hear that. Absolutely. And this is one of the biggest tournaments in Europe. You know, and the fluff side of it, this is supposed to be the big blood bowl. And even in reality, this is the major tournament. Right. This is where the new dice come out. This is where, if you can go to one tournament per year, this is where you go. Why we don't have results or know who won or the team or anything? At the very least, you know. And maybe, you know, I to finally be fair, saw some results. They finally got online. Yeah, as I say. And, you know. They showed the top ten teams, and they explained some stuff. You know the difference between a league champion versus uh, the champion, which I didn't know. Yeah, did you know about this? Not a clue. There is a champion, which is after five rounds, they play the top two teams in the final game, okay. final table. The winner of that is called the champion. Okay, and really, he's the main guy that wins it all. Okay, but there is a league champion. So after the six rounds and you're not in that final game, you could still like you could be in like sixth place at the time and you could win your last round and overall you have more points than maybe even the top table, so you become the league champion. Hmm. So I thought it was kind of different. I never heard of that before, and it was kind of it's interesting. It's basically rewarding the other, giving the other guys something to fight for after yeah. that after that fifth round. Um, but yeah, we want to hear about it. We love Blood Bowl. We wouldn't be making a podcast just to hear ourselves talk. Well, we might, but... It wouldn't be about Blood Bowl. Right, it'd just be about Stephen Scott's time. Yeah, I'd talk about my comic collection and Spinges and other old toys I used to play with. Spinges? No, I don't don't even want to get going. Uh, Spinges are awesome. Right. Uh, since we're talking about John, uh, he also was tweeting about he got the pre-release of the Dungeon Bowl game he that we did. talked about last month. And what did he say since somebody didn't send that my way because somebody tweeted, don't send that to Scott? <laughs> Well, you might have. You haven't checked your email. Anyways. Um, I, I'm not a jerk like Steve makes it out to be. And yet he's yelling at you as he says this. Yeah, I, you hear me? <laughs> don't, don't just, don't turn me off. He's throttling the mic. <laughs> now he's making love to it. Don't don't get me frisky. <laughs> but uh, if you pre-ordered, then you got early access to it. I guess it comes out on the 8th. Easy access? Mm-hmm. So... If uh, that didn't even get a smile or a giggle, I was trying that. to ignore it. So we got easy access. Okay, and trying to ignore it again. Okay, but easy he's really liking access. it. He says it's a lot of fun. Takes a lot of getting used to. Character models are really nice looking. There's a little, you know, couple glitches here and there, but you know, it's not even out for true release yet. And overall, he's really enjoying it. A positive review. Yeah. So uh, did he play the cyanide? Regular Blood Bowl game? Yeah. He says the, the models look the same, but a little bit better. Okay. So... There's only three colleges now, and he says a lot of the fun is trying to... Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Strategy, the strategy. Okay. Um, because you have to figure out how to make your teams and then how to position them in the dungeon and all that. He says when you first get into a dungeon, it's there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, just everything. Precarious positions, fires, objects... So it took him a little bit to get used to that, but he's really liking it. Awesome. Um, I can't wait to read this review. I'll email you. After Steve forwards it to me. <laughs> don't let Scott read that. Yeah, it's still funny. Man, Ginger Badger don't care. See, if you're following our Twitter, you'd understand. Yeah, you need to follow us. You can follow me, the grumpy, bitchy guy that you won't send stuff to, at Fat Finley. That's F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y. I'm at Kilowog2814. 
And our show, where I usually reply to, is at both down. Just at both down. At both down. Yeah, I can spell that for them. B O T H D O W N. Hey, you did that quick. And just so people, yeah, because I can spell. Oh. It's pretty easy. Just so people know, our email address is both down podcast at gmail.com. I've tried contacting both down at gmail.com. He will not give it up. So. Somebody actually has that? Well, he's not replying. Somebody oh. has it. It's not me. Who's poached that? I'm sure they've had it for a long time. It's probably those punks over at 3.block. Oh, uh, we're going to get into this again? Yeah. They uh, they kind of responded to our challenge that we had. Oh, did they? Oh, kind of. On, like, online. Chances like, oh, I guess we'll do this and stuff. He'll, he'll do it in, like, a text format online yeah. in the forums. But he won't, like, get on the air and talk about us because I think they really fear that they could just lose their podcast to us. It's it's only months Unbased. away, fellas. It's yeah. only months away. Me and Steve already registered our teams, and we're not going to tell you what they are. We're just going to surprise you. Boom! Once you deal with this, these are super ninja teams. We'll, we'll probably tell you what they are. They're not super ninja teams. <laughs> they are. They have super block. And the only way to get super block is to you, <laughs> you have to have the strength advantage and roll two pals. Super block. You're just, just making crap up now. I just made that up. Okay. But yeah, me and Steve's already registered for Cast Cup, aren't we? Yeah, it looks like a good number of people already have. I think maybe 40 people, if I read that right. Five different countries, 40 people, Chaos Cup. Yes, I believe the guy who won the uh, NAF championships over in Europe the is Blood coming. Bowl. He's coming. Cool. So uh, probably going to be some high competition, actually. So we're going to lose a lot. We are playing to take over 3 Die Block. So, Chance, if you guys want to, like, get on air and talk about us, if you're not afraid, because we already got Drew in our pocket, because he's a ginger. That's true. He likes donuts, and he likes gingers, like us, and he likes bacon. Bacon crackers. And he likes lizard man teams. Yeah. You know, if we wanted to give him even more crap, we can go back to our previous complaints. Three Die Brawl going on. Haven't heard anything about it. We no haven't. Twitter presence. I forgot that was going on because yeah. nobody's tweeting about 3 Die Brawl. I even bugged Nod Hero since he runs the Twitter. He lives in Florida. He's not near him. So. All right. So it's time for all of us, I'm including both them, to get our butts in gear. Let's grow this community. Let's tweet about the Tweeting's easy, actually. I mean, yeah. We did it throughout the whole Oklahoma Bowl. And we did it actually not as well as what we wanted to do. So. Yeah. We, we all can improve. Good people. Got a lot of good responses to it. I, I enjoy seeing since we're people gonna, posting stuff. I do, too. And I've tried to become more interactive, like when I play Fumble games, mm-hmm. whether I'm in the 3 block league or if I'm in the Zlurpcast leagues. I try to, like, right before I go play a game, I'll tweet out you know what I'm playing right. and who I'm playing against. And then people can go watch. And surprisingly, we've had many people come watch our games. I know when me and Chance has played, we've now, you know, 3 block is maybe has one or two more listeners than us maybe for now but <laughs> somehow they're finding out that we're playing online and you know we've had three or four people watch a game yeah which is different because most of my games are just like one extra person oh john mentioned in dungeon bowl you can watch people play the games not only that but you can go to a game and you can start from the beginning or you can fast forward to live nice so that's kind of a neat little twist that is really cool because that's the one and I'm not going to even say it's a drawback to the fumble games, but it's something you cannot do. Right. You can't bitch about fumble. It's free. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, you can't watch the game from the very beginning. That's yeah. really cool. That's and a that, nice feature. That is very nice because then you could watch the beginning and you know, slow parts. You can move fast forward and 
you can catch up live and know exactly what's going on. And I don't know if you can talk to the people, but you can at least know. In Fumble, you on. can talk amongst the spectators. That's cool. And stuff, and you can actually uh, do different commands to do cheers and boos, and hmm. yeah, you know, so like when somebody dies, you can yay <laughs> and all this stuff. I know our buddy Apollo from Portugal; he likes to come in and make comments, yeah, and cheers and boos. Um, so contact us. I know we're all over the place here on this last segment, but yeah, contact us on Twitter. Shout out, say hi, tell us what you're playing. We'd like to hear that stuff. I'll retweet you. iTunes reviews. iTunes reviews. We, we had a couple them. last month that we should shout out. Yeah, we had a... Which, if you want your name read on this show, just give us a positive review on iTunes. We'll be more than happy to. I would probably do it with a negative review. I don't want negative reviews. We'll probably say your name, but it might be followed by cursing or some other names that you don't like. Yeah, well, yeah. Ginger Badger don't care. (laughs) Not saying it. Uh, Random BB-er, he gave us a nice review. And uh, Numbscroll also gave us a nice review. I liked his review, and yes, we're both gingers. gingers. He didn't know if we really were gingers. Because he said we meant, we never mentioned it. Yeah, we're gingers. We, we've accepted it. You know, I, I've always actually hated that term ginger, but then South Park made it kind of cool. I'd never heard of it until South Park. So I was like, eh, kind of embrace it. It's better than orangs. Orangs? Yeah. In I'm, Australia. Oh, that's they right. call redhead orangs because of orangutans. I've, I've been called a lot worse. Yeah. Noodle on a poodle. What? You never heard of that? You no. got red on the head like a noodle on a poodle, and the noodles t- referring to the uh, dog's wang? <laughs> no. All right. Well, I grew up in some mean schools. Inner yeah. urban Midwest city is a Jeez. bad part of town here in Oklahoma. Unless you're living anywhere else. And then it's <laughs> suburbia. It made me tough. Some playground justice uh, <laughs> shaped little Scotty, little Scott Prime into the big Scott Prime he is today with all his followers, the primates. Uh, I got my Kilowagians. You got your Woggies. I got my Woggies. Your Wogs? Is that a... Wogs. What's a Wog? I think that might be a bad term, so we better look that up before hmm. we say your No, you're fans thinking are called... WAP. Okay. Yeah. Then your fans are called the Wogs. I like that. Yeah, I do too. I got Wogs. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Where my Wogs at? Woo, Where are my woo, Wogs woo. at? They're hanging out with my primates. All right, oh, guys. Oh, God. We got Wogs and primates now. So what we've learned from this shout-out is thank you. Tweet us more. Tweet your results. Uh, don't bitch about the, the dice because they're free. Right. And um, Or bitch. It's your right. You can do whatever you want. You just can. Just remember the free, guys. positivity to life. Remember the free, guys. Yeah. Preferably, I would have liked a brown color. That's because we haven't had brown. I like the solid colors, though. Yeah. I like the changing it up. It's cool. Yeah. That, I mean. It, I really wish we could just do more often. And then we have less to complain about. But Oh, more dice every yeah. year? Yeah. Yeah. You know, if they did like dice every month, I would buy them still. As, re- as, stupid, as stupid as, as that it sounds, is. I probably would too. Yeah. Every month might uh, be too much. But twice yeah. a year, I definitely do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else you got to say before we uh, wrap this up? I think we've uh, rambled nope. on long enough. That wraps up episode seven. Don't be wusses three dot block. Get on air. Tell everybody that you're putting your show on the line and you're going to lose to both down. As soon as Alan figures out his team. Yeah, so. He's our secret weapon because we don't even know what Alan's going to bring. <laughs> uh, if by secret weapon you mean, do we have a weapon? I'm not sure. Let's go look. In second edition, there was a thing called the Chaos Seesaw. And Alan very well could be the Chaos Seesaw of our team. What's that? A Chaos Seesaw? Yeah. It was a seesaw that you could, like, propel other people on the other side of the floor. 
We'll talk about that someday. So seriously, and somehow <laughs> they're like, okay, if we just sneak on this seesaw to propel people across the line, yes, the referee will never see it. Yes, we'll have to say this for <laughs> wow, chaos seesaw. That is Alan. <laughs> we might need to do stupid things from old rules segment. I think we used it a few times, and I'm not sure if we used it correctly, but it was fun. Based on everything else you said, probably not. <laughs> you're probably right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Whether you're a, a wog or you're a primate, this is Scott Prime and Steve signing out. Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by CouchPirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. This is the Honey Badger. Watch it run in slow motion. It's pretty badass. Look, it runs all over the place. Whoa, watch out, says that bird. Ew, it's got a snake. Oh, it's chasing a jackal. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the Honey Badgers are just crazy. The Honey Badger has been referred to by the Guinness Book of World Records as the most fearless animal in all of the animal kingdom. It really doesn't give a shit. If it's hungry, it's hungry. Ew, what's that in its mouth? Oh, it's got a cobra? Oh, it runs backwards? Now watch this. Look, a snake's up in the tree. Honey Badger don't care. Honey Badger don't give a shit. It just takes what it wants. Whenever it's hungry, it just... Ew, and it eats snakes? Oh my god, watch it dig. Look at that digging. The Honey Badger is really pretty badass. They have no regard for any other animal whatsoever. Look, and it's just grunting and, ew, eating snakes. Ew, what's that, a mouse? Oh, that's nasty. Oh, they're so nasty. Ooh, look, it's chasing things and eating them. The honey badgers have a fairly long body, but a distinctly thick set, broad shoulders, and, you know, their, their skin is loose, allowing them to move about freely. And they twist around. Now, look, here's a house full of bees. You think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. It goes right into the house of bees to get some larva. How disgusting is that? It eats larva. Ew, that's so nasty. But look, the honey badger doesn't care. It's getting stung like a thousand times. It doesn't give a shit. It just, it's hungry. It doesn't care about being stung by bees. Nothing can stop the honey badger when it's hungry. Oh, what a crazy fuck. Look. Ew, it's eating larva. That's disgusting. There it is, running in slow motion again. See? Now, what's interesting is that other, other animals, like these birds here, they just like to wait around until the honey badger's done eating, and then it swoops in to pick up the scraps. It says, you do all the work for us, honey badger, and we'll just eat whatever you find. How's that? What do you say, stupid? Look at this bird. Thanks for the treat, stupid. Hey, come back here, says the honey badger. Birds don't care. And you know what? The jackals do it, too. Look at these little dogs. They're like, thanks, stupid. Thanks for the mouse. See you later. The honey badger does all the work while these other animals just pick up the scraps. At nighttime, the honey badger goes hunting because it's hungry. Look, here comes a fierce battle between a king cobra and a honey badger. I wonder what'll happen. Look at this. There's the honey badger just eating a mouse. And then look, get away from me, says the snake. Get away from me. Honey badger don't care. Honey badger smacks the shit out of it. And the snake comes back and it lashes right at the honey badger. Oh, little does the honey badger know, FYI. It's been stung. It's been bitten by the snake. So while it's eating the snake, ew, that's disgusting. Meanwhile, the poisonous venom is seeping through the honey badger's body, and it passes out. Look at that sleepy fuck. Now, the honey badger's just going to pass out for a few minutes, 
and then it's going to get right back up and start eating all over again, because it's a hungry little bastard. Look at this. Like nothing happened, the honey badger gets right back up and continues eating the cobra. How disgusting. And of course, what does the honey badger have to eat for the next three weeks? Cobra. The honey badger.